0: This is the Talk of the Town from Morgantown to Clarksburg. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll free at 1 800 765 8255. Now, here is your host for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the program, Talk of the Town, on the week without a Tuesday. Right, because you have the long weekend, so Monday's a holiday for a lot of folks. So Tuesday becomes your Monday, and then you jump right to Wednesday. (laughs) Welcome into the show. Lots to cover today. The municipal elections held in Clarksburg. Several changes to the city charter approved. Three new council members elected. One incumbent. We will talk to the incumbent who won re-election. Jim Joe will join me coming up in a few minutes. A little bit later on. COVID pretty much blew up everything last year, including uh, youth sports leagues and so on. So uh, this year everything getting cranked back up and it's a little bit bigger and a little bit better than it was previously. We'll talk to Roar Sports. Uh, They have a flag football league in Harrison County. Registrations are open for that, so we'll uh, get you the pertinent information coming up 945. And every I guess it'd be about every other Tuesday when Morgantown City Council meets. Even the most innocuous meetings leave me with just questions, questions that I'm hoping to find answers to that it may take a couple of days. They're not hard hitting questions, they're just questions. We'll touch on a few of those in the second half of the show as well. Phone lines are always open for you at 800-765-TALK, 800 765 The text line is 304-TALK-304. And, of course, I'm on Twitter, Wilson MN is my Twitter handle. I mentioned we're going to talk to uh, Jim Malfageau coming up in just a few moments. Residents in Clarksburg approved a number of changes to the city charter in yesterday's election And I had the results in my hand. Here they are. Uh, They approved a number of changes to the city charter, plus uh, new council members were elected. I'll quickly run through the results here. Uh, Turnout was under 20%, although it looks like total votes would have been somewhere in the 1,400 area. Anyway, uh, here are your four council members who were elected to Clarksburg City Council. Wayne Worth. Jim Forjo, Jerry Riffle, and Will Hyman are the four elected to council, uh, Joe being the only incumbent who is seeking re-election. Uh, there were two seats for the water board, Albert Cox, Paul Howell III, each one seats to the water board. And then came the city charter amendments. An amendment to limit council terms to two consecutive terms and no more than four lifetime terms was approved overwhelmingly. An amendment to initiate ordinances, hold referendums on ordinances, or recall council members through a petition overwhelmingly approved. 1,129 votes for, uh, 333 again it. The amendment to align the... Clarksburg City election with the West Virginia primary election on the second Tuesday in May in even-numbered years passes 980 votes to seven four 474. Uh, an amendment changing qualification requirements for the position of Public Works Director. That was approved, although much closer vote, 828 to 624. And an an amendment to change council from a seven-member council to a six-member council with a mayor elected by a vote of the people. Approved 994 votes to 461. So those are your Clarksburg City Council or City election results. And again, we're going to talk to uh, incumbent Jim Alphageau, who won re-election. Mannington held a municipal election yesterday. Laura Michael won the race for mayor. Uh, Chris Efall won the council-at-large seat. John Craw elected in Precinct 66. Timothy Hardy in Precinct 67. Uh, Kristen Bates in Precinct 68. And Ray Shadrick was unopposed. Uh, Salem also having a municipal election yesterday. Bobby Samples won the mayor race. Ward 1 went to Linda Stewart. Second ward, John Golden was unopposed. And third ward, Crystal Gaskins was unopposed. Uh, well, she got 24 write-in votes. 24 write-in votes. So those are your municipal election results from yesterday. And uh, Bridgeport. Bridgeport is on the clock with its city election coming up next week. Early voting already underway. Okay, rest of the headlines. In Monongahela County, one of the two men charged... With murdering a 21-year-old WV student, has accepted a plea deal. 22-year-old Terrell Lanier pled guilty to first-degree murder in the fatal shooting of Eric Smith in February of 2020. plea agreement calls for Lanier to be sentenced to life in prison, but he will be eligible for parole in 15 years. The second suspect in that case, 21-year-old Shondarius Reeder, rejected the plea deal. He was offered the same deal he will... Uh, or he is expected to go to trial next week. In Harrison County, a trial got underway yesterday for 29-year-old Taron Lackey, Taron Lackey. He's charged with voluntary manslaughter, accused of shooting Timothy Borum. Prosecutors claim Lackey unnecessarily shot Borum, a homeless man. The defense contends it was self-defense. Two people arrested on drug charges, Montegalli County, in Star City actually, uh, they were found with paraphernalia, large amounts of cash, and a crystal rock substance. Hmm. My outline pages are stuck together. There we go. <laughs> I tell you what, it's 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 a struggle. Governor Justice admits he's in a tough spot in connection with the Bluestone Coal Company. He's on the hook for a cool seven hundred million dollars. I mean, I my wife gets antsy when the credit card bill comes due. <laughs> Can you imagine $700 million got to be good for? Uh, If you are vaccinated, we've talked about this several times, but if you are vaccinated, you are eligible for the plethora of prizes that will be available starting June 20th, which include but are not limited to, going to give away a million dollars a week between June 20th and August 4th, uh, full-ride college scholarship, state park vacations, new trucks, guns, lifetime hunting, and fishing licenses. Those are worth their weight in gold, by the way. Uh, the website to register will be up and running soon. So if, if you have had at least one shot of the vaccine, you are eligible for these lucrative prizes. And the governor vouches for all of them. Senator Capito will be in a meeting this afternoon with President Biden to talk infrastructure. Those are your headlines. If you want more information, of course, we have it all for you over at the website, WVMetroNews.com. Morgantown City Council did meet in its regularly scheduled meeting last night. A couple of things that occurred. Nothing, you know, it was not uh, an earth-shattering meeting. And when you get to this point, not many of them are. A uh, new council will be sworn in July 1st, so this council is kind of uh, winding down its business with some of the members who will be cycling off and new members cycling on in July. But a couple of things it did do last night, as expected, approved the resolution supporting the For the People Act. We knew that was going to occur. Well, you, you never know, but um, was pretty sure that's what would happen, and that did happen. Also, um, in a curious move, and this is where I have some questions we'll, we'll dive into a little bit in the uh, third segment of the show, the special committee that was established to develop an ordinance creating a police review board in the city did its job, delivered an ordinance that was ultimately approved by city council and, of course, is, is going to be challenged in court, but There was a resolution on the agenda to dissolve that committee since it had completed its task. But council voted unanimously not to dissolve that committee. Got a few questions. Just questions. We'll pose those coming up uh, about 9.33 this morning. Well, they're going to... Words are difficult. We're going to talk to Jim Malfurjo, Clarksburg City Council, re-elected last night about his re-election, where the city is headed now, as we're on the back end of the pandemic, and uh, how those changes to the city charter could affect the city. We'll get into that, and who knows what else with Jim Malfurjo coming up on the other side of the break. 800 765 talks the phone number. 304-talk 304 is the text line you are always welcome to be part of the show. Go freshen up your coffee. We'll talk to Jim Alfred for Joe next. Talk of the Town, nine sixteen, on a Wednesday that kind of feels like a Tuesday. Back in a moment.
0: We're talking about your town. Now back to the Talk of the Town.
1: Municipal elections held yesterday in Clarksburg. We just went through the results, and the lone incumbent seeking re-election, Jim Joe, won re-election. He joins us on Talk of the Town this morning. Good morning, Jim. Congratulations. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, and look, public service is often uh, it's a thankless job, Jim, so why <laughs> did you want to continue serving on city council? <laughs> You know Dave uh,
2: this is my uh, third and final term. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some um things that I want to to finish up. Um I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, uh bring a survivor tree from uh, World Trade Center to Clarksburg. Um it's it's between the Board of Education and the uh, uh fire department on Main Street and uh in my project I want to continue to uh to get uh, bronze statues of a policeman, a fireman, and an EMS worker to honor them. Um, you know, 9 nine eleven was, I mean, that's something I don't think anybody will ever forget. And, um, you know, to be able to get that national treasure here to Clarksburg, and, and I just think that the police and the firemen and EMS workers should have a, a life-size bronze statue to uh, uh, honor them.
1: That that'll so, be yeah. that'll be really cool to to have something and maybe cool's not the right term to use there, Jim. But I think you know what I mean. T- to have right. something like that in the city that uh, you know is always there, kind of as a you know a, a continuous thank you to those first responders. That's uh, that's something that uh, you know I, I think will certainly be appreciated in the city.
2: Yeah, um, you know it's um, it, it it was a almost a three-year project for me Mm.
1: and uh it
2: ended up uh you know i facilitated bringing the survivor tree from ground zero to clarksburg so yeah you know and you 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 know you can't honor police firemen and ems workers enough you know take it from me i had one crazy the year last year (laughs) and you know to be reelected and and the, the voters supporting me uh i'm humbled i'm humbled
1: Talking to Jim Malfred, Joe, Clarksburg City Councilman, reelected elected uh, in yesterday's municipal election. And, Jim, as all of us are coming out the backside of this pandemic here and in cities and counties and states, we all try to figure out what's the next move. Uh, from your perspective there on a, in a seat on Clarksburg City Council, where's the city of Clarksburg now and where are you headed coming out of the pandemic?
2: Well, you know, we... Um... <laughs> it wasn't as bad as we anticipated. It may have been, um, you know, so we have that uh, money coming in from the federal government, which uh, hopefully we're going to use for infrastructure, broadband. Um, you know, the, 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 the jury's still out yet on, on what exactly you can use that money for, but, you know, we, we're getting a, uh, a nice little chunk of change for the city. So, you know, with the new council coming on, and and I'd like to congratulate Wayne and and uh, uh, Jerry and uh, Will. Uh, they ran a great campaign, a clean campaign. It wasn't, you know, it was it was a fun campaign. But um, yeah, you know, these guys are going to be able to sit down now with the rest of the council, and we'll decide, you know, what's best way to spend this money. But you know, infrastructure and broadband is is probably at the top top of my priority.
1: Jim, when you were out talking to voters in Clarksburg and, and talking to them about priorities and, and what they want to see done, what are you what are you hearing from people? What do they want to see their their city council do?
2: Well, you know, we're like any other city in the state of West Virginia, or as as that goes in the country, you know, the drug drug problem. We have to clean up our neighborhoods. We've got to get this. Uh, we've got to get this junk the heck out of here. Uh, I mean, you know, it's. I commend our you know, our city, our state and county law enforcements, but I mean it, it just comes in faster than 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 they can clean it up. Uh homelessness, you know, I wanna find suitable housing for the for the homeless. Um backpackers, <laughs> uh I wanna make sure that they have proper identification and if, if not they can they can just move along. Um, you know, it's just and it's bad. Clarksburg, Fairmont, Morgantown, Bridgeport—you know we're not the only city that has that problem. Um, you know, I, I talk to the folks. You know, we have a great demolition program. We, uh, you know, we tear down dilapidated, dilapidated and condemned properties, and uh, you know we've been uh, we've been doing that for uh, quite a few years, and and you know development of our and expansion of our city parks and recreation. I mean, you know, you can't do enough for our kids.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the homelessness issue. Boy, it just feels like you're so often stuck between a rock and a hard place providing services that certainly there are people who, who rely on them and need them and it helps them, you know, Jim, get, get that second chance that they need. But there are others who, who take advantage of the system and really create, just create problems for everyone around them. It, it it just feels like you're always stuck between that rock and hard place. There,
2: absolutely, it's just like spinning your wheels. But you know, you can't stop. I mean, you got to try to help the ones that want to be helped, and you know, there's always going to be those folks out there to take advantage of the system. So, you know, hopefully, you can get that corrected. But you know, it's <laughs> it, <the> all duty.
1: <laughs> talk no. It uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's such a multifaceted issue and there's yeah, there's no one answer. If there was, somebody'd write a book and sell it. but uh, it, there's no one answer to solve it. Jim, several uh, changes were approved by voters yesterday for the city charter uh, term limits. the the municipal election will now take place uh, on the second Tuesday in May on even years to align with the state primary. Are these positive changes for the city in your mind?
2: Well, you know, some of these changes, some of these changes are earth-moving, and you know, I'll continue to work hard and and support the, uh, you know, what the voters uh, and the citizens shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I'm for some, most of them. I mm-hmm. would say some of them. Um, I, I was really surprised at at, at the way they uh, they passed. I mean, they you know, like the um, I think the term limit for council members was uh, twelve hundred to two hundred. Uh, recall referendum was eleven 1, hundred to three hundred, something like that. And changing the city election was it was two to one. So yeah, I mean the citizens have spoken. So I mean you know we that's what we're here to do. We're here to serve the, you know the voters and the citizens of Clarksville. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I just. Jim from you know the the 50,000 foot view 50,000 that seems pretty high 30,000 foot view giving the voters that option to, to weigh in and and you know letting them decide I, I always tend to lean that direction if, if it's something as um, uh, you know, earth moving as you put it as changing your election dates or term limits let the voters decide G- give them an opportunity to, to come and weigh in that's that's how we all like to operate and you did that, and that's what was decided. Okay, so now we move on and make it work one way or the other, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's what the voters wanted. So, I mean, I mean, it, and they weren't even close, yeah. any of them. So. so, yeah, that's good. And, you know, I, I was happy to see that we didn't have a huge turnout, but, you know, we went from 11% in 2019 to 18% this time. So, you know, that, that tells me that the, Citizens are starting to get a little more involved, and and like I said, we had a, we had there was eleven candidates running for four spots, and I you know they they all have great ideas, and it, you know they're younger and and uh, they uh, you know they want to get their nose to the grindstone, and I'm I i could not be more happy with with who ran and who got elected. So.
1: Well, congratulations on your reelection, Jim, and uh, good luck moving forward. We'll uh, certainly be checking in. Hey, Dave, call me anytime. Will do. Thanks a lot. Jim for Joe, Clarksburg City Council, reelected in yesterday's municipal election. Coming up, uh, we'll talk about some flag football opportunities a little bit later on. And Morgantown City Council met last night. We'll discuss. Right now it's 930 and time for a news update. Let's check in with the Metro News Anchor Dave.
0: Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town.
1: 304-TALK-304 is the text line. 800-765-TALK is the phone number. 800-765-8255. Coming up, we'll talk flag football. That'll be a nice break from the usual. We'll do that in about 10 minutes. Morgantown City Council met last night as the regular meetings wind down for this particular council. There will be... At least three new members coming on in July 4th will be added uh, at a later date. A couple of items that jumped out on the agenda and one unexpected uh, issue came up last night as well uh, during the city council meeting. One we knew was coming, uh, the For the People Act, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, the other was the budget adjustment. Knew those were coming, so not uh, nothing out of the ordinary there, but... One of the things that I really didn't give a second look to was an agenda item to dissolve the special committee that had been set up by the city council to uh, investigate the idea of a police review board and ultimately develop an ordinance that was presented to council and has already been adopted and is already being challenged in court. So I didn't give it a second look. The, the committee had done its job. It developed an ordinance. It presented it to city council. You deserve a pat on the back. Thank you for your time and efforts. Congratulations. But that took an unexpected turn, as seems to happen with the city council, as things happen that I don't see coming. The special committee that drafted that law lives on. Ben Conley writes in the Dominion Post, Morgantown City Council voted unanimously against the, the uh, d- dissolving the Special Committee on Community Policing, which spent more than 10 months drafting the ordinance. Um, before Council Tuesday was whether the Special Committee on Community Policing had completed the task assigned to it by Council. The answer, Deputy Mayor Rachel Fetty initially explained, was yes. However, Fetty, who chaired of the Special Committee, suggested the body be kept intact until the review board members are selected. Doing so, she said, would provide continuity as june fifteenth will be the last meeting of the current city council. Fetty is among four members who will not return. The work is not yet done. Have we done substantial work? Yes. Is it completed? I don't think so. Morgantown Civilian Review Board is the first such body in West Virginia to be created voluntarily. Um bup, 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 bup. Oh, other police-related news. We'll get to that in a moment. There's a cop shortage in Morgantown, but we knew that. So my question lies in the intent of the special committee because the city charter certainly allows for council to create a special committee for an intended purpose. And I was efforting this morning a little bit, to see if there's anything officially done. What was the intended purpose of this special committee? If it was to develop the ordinance, take public comment, and ultimately come up with an ordinance for the police review board, hasn't it completed its work? So what work is still out to be done? And why is it that this committee should exist until board members are approved for the police review? Civilian Police Review and Oversight Board, or however, the Police Review Board. It left me scratching my head. It seems it had completed its work. What was the intent? What is the intent of the special committee? What is is its intended purpose? And when will its work be complete? Is it going to continue to meet? And what's the need to have this special committee if you've got your, if you've got the ordinance, you've approved the ordinance, and you're moving forward? So, what's the intent of this special committee over here? I guess I just, I don't know. My other question, and this is really kind of getting into technical weeds, um, with regards to the city charter on how special committees can carry over in between councils because the mayor is on special committees and the two members of council who was appointed, who were appointed to this special committee are coming off council at the end of June. I, I just have a lot of questions. I just have questions because I failed to see how it did not fulfill its intent or I guess my question is, what is the intended purpose of the committee moving forward if you've completed the ordinance? What else can it do? What else will it do? 304 Talk 304 is the text line. Uh, they took up the For the People Act resolution last night, City Council to support it. And I like consistency. We all like consistency. We're creatures of habit. We get into routines. I like consistency in argument. Not that you can't change your mind but general consistency and a little bit of self-awareness. Uh, Dr. Jerry Carr heads up the Morgantown-Kingwood NAACP, uh, asking council to approve this resolution supporting the For the People Act, which council did unanimously, 7-0 last night. But uh, here's Dr. Jerry Carr.
0: I'm asking council tonight to consider a resolution and use a legitimate form of communicating with our states with our senators and the rest of the world that we value voter participation and protect that right to vote
1: it's that last part of it did you catch that
0: that we value voter participation and protect that right to vote we
1: value voter participation i take you back to the debates on whether or not morgantown city council wanted to move its municipal election like clarksburg did yesterday Move its municipal election to coincide with state elections, knowing that you would get an increase in voter turnout. How's Bill kuecki feel about voter participation? It's
0: not so much a matter of uh, having massive amounts of people show up. It, it's a matter of having an informed voting public demonstrate their will. From that point of view, if 16 people came out, 16 percent came out, it's, it's a matter of, uh, let's hope that they knew what they were coming to.
1: Okay, so if it's a city election, it's about an informed electorate demonstrating its will. But if it's a federal election, we've got to get as many people out to vote as possible. If it's a state election, have got to get as many people out to vote as possible. If it's a city election,
0: voting public. It's a matter of having an informed voting public demonstrate their will. Just checking.
1: All right. Just inconsistency and a lack of self-awareness. If you're going to support the For the People Act, why don't you take a look at your own elections for just a second and ask yourself the question, why did only 7.8% of the voter registered voters turn out? And if you have an option to shift the election date to coincide with the state when you would get pretty near 40 percent or better turnout and that's documented and you don't do that and you make a conscious decision because you don't want to muddle city issues or you want an informed voter electorate or an informed electorate demonstrating its will i want you to at least have a little bit of self-awareness as you then vote 7 to support the for the people act 942 we'll talk flag football next
0: Now, back to the talk of the town.
1: It's worth noting, by the way, I don't intend to go into the For the People Act here, that H.R. 1 was drafted in 2019 when Democrats had the House, but Republicans had the Senate and the presidency. If you go through the bill with some political acumen, It's got all the hallmarks of one of those bills that was really never intended to pass but intended to placate to your base. Placate your base. Just saying. But what do I know? Let's talk flag football. Roar Sports offers family-friendly, faith-based flag football league in uh, Harrison County. Joining us now is Jason Saab. Good morning, Jason. Morning, Dave. Thanks for having me on. appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad to talk a little flag football. What's going on? Uh, Registration's open. When's this league get cranked up this year?
3: Yes, sir. We're cranking things up. Uh, Combine is actually uh, August 17th, 18th, and 19th. And uh, so the Combine then didn't do a draft immediately following... uh, Practices will start on August 20th. Uh, first game, uh, snap the ball there August 28th, on uh, Saturday up there at the Bridge Sports Complex.
1: So what do I need to do now if I've got uh, kids or grandkids or cousins or nephews or nieces interested, interested in playing, how do I get them signed up? So it's
3: super simple. Um, this is a NFL flag league, so everything's handled through the NFL. It's super simple. Uh, it's uh, all they have to do is go to, out to our website roar dot com. That's r o a r sportswv.com, dot com, and it'll take them over to the registration. And uh, it's pretty simple; just walk right through it, um, or they can uh, give us a shout at uh, roar at gmail.com or com or three zero four six zero eight three five two nine. Super easy.
1: So you said so you go through a combine and a draft. What's uh, how do you how's the league set up then, Jason?
3: it's it's uh, set up uh so it's an NFL flag which is 7 on 7 uh it's a no blocking league so it's a very uh high scoring fast paced league and uh, the combine is just a way to keep uh keep the league competitive so uh, folks will come out uh each night is a age division so our divisions are uh U8 which is 6 7 and 8 U11 uh 9 10 11 and then U14 12 to 14 and each night all the combine they'll have Four stations will rotate through. Coaches will have um, a list of their names with their numbers on the jerseys uh, that we stick on them. And then the, after after the combine, it takes about an hour. They come in and we do a draft. Um, we're going to allow coaches to protect up to three players. So uh, you know, if there's some uh, some some local connections here, they can still keep those, but they can't you know slant the teams to where it's not not fair competitively. So they can protect up to three players, and we do a draft and uh, the league gets going uh, August 28th.
1: How long have you been doing this now in Harrison County?
3: Uh, well, this is the first year. Well, oh, okay. I actually coached with another organization that had a rec league uh, for about four years. And before that, Mountaineer Youth Football used to have a very large league. That went away. Uh, another organization picked it up. They did it for four years, and then they stopped. Um, I was going to do this uh, pre-COVID, but once COVID hit, it made everything kind of crazy. So we kind of took a step back and we got kind of the perfect storm right now with uh, parents wanting their kids involved in something, uh, something that's fun, uh, family, family safe, family-oriented. And then on top of that, we've got one of the best facilities in the state of West Virginia, 156,000-square-foot facility there at the bridge in Bridgeport. Uh, and what kid doesn't want to put on an official NFL jersey and play on turf?
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about playing up at the bridge. That is a beautiful complex up there and perfect for this type of league.
3: Oh, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I've been working with uh, one of the directors up there, uh, Andrew uh, Kurtz, and I'm telling you what, it's just great organization. It, it's ran very well so far, what we've seen, and uh, it, the facility looks, I mean, it's just top-notch. Um, and, and it's really nice because uh, West Virginia weather can be kind of crazy, and uh, like I said, this is family-oriented, so grandparents, aunts, uncles, parents, want to come out, they can leave their umbrellas at home and everything because it's a climate-controlled environment. Uh, all games indoors, and all games will be on Saturdays. So, uh, it, it, the commitment to it once we get through the practices, preseason, uh, once the season gets rolling, there'll be one practice a week and games on Saturdays. So, uh, so it's a it's a it's a way to work it in to the schedule because families are really busy, but still allow the kids an opportunity to play a top notch uh, uh, sporting flag uh, football experience.
1: And the website is roar And tell me a little bit more about uh, Roar Sports, Jason.
3: So Roar Sports is uh, it's something I have, I've had in my mind for a long time, and finally being able to uh, to do it uh, to do it now. I'm kind of being out of work. A lot of the contracts uh, that I was on went out, and then COVID hit, so I've had a lot of free time. So yeah, Roar Sports is uh, a nonprofit uh, youth sports ministry. Uh, our, our mantra, our motto is: We love Jesus. We love sports. We want them to meet, and we want to blow up. The stereotype that you know family uh, faith-based sports have to stink or are second rate, and so we're starting off. Flag football is going to be our our flagship, and uh, what better experience than NFL flag? I'll tell you, it's a great product, and uh, the kids really enjoy it. And uh, it's just it's just a good good product for kids to play and and uh, also be equipped for leadership skills and character building outside long after you know the last uh, the last snap.
1: Registration's open now. There are three divisions, six to eight, nine to 11, 12 to fourteen, based on players' age as of August first, twenty twenty-one. More information. Roarsports WV.com. Jason Sub. Hey, Jason, thanks for joining us. Best of luck. Hope you get, uh, hope you get a bunch out uh, to play this fall. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Take care. Hey, anytime. We'll uh squeeze in some text before we clear the way for Hoppy Kurtz. We'll do it next, nine fifty-three, talk of the town.
0: We're talking about your town. Now, back to the talk of the town.
1: A couple of text messages into the show. I'll just briefly mentioned the cop shortage. Morgantown down 15 cops? Where'd that story go? Let me double check that number. Um, Morgantown Police Review Board. Uh, cor- currently short 15 officers, could be as short by as many as 19. By the end of the year. 304 Talk 304. Dave, as much as city management and council wants to deny, the perceived anti-public safety sentiment is having an effect on recruiting in police and fire candidates. Just talk to some, some of these people, and they will tell you what's really going on. 304 Talk 304. Dave, most sweepstakes have a disclaimer. No purchase necessary. Does West Virginia vaccine sweepstakes have a similar disclaimer? No vaccination necessary. <laughs> 304 Talk 304. How about an adult league? Well, couldn't say that would turn out well for anybody in this room. An adult flag football league. Me, Mike Knowlton Kyle Wiggs. We get McElhenney. Bring in. Luke Wiggs and Daniel Woods, a couple of ringers. Hoppy. Hoppy's all-time quarterback. (laughs) 304 Talk, 304. Dave, Clarksburg does absolutely nothing. Thank God I left. I know these people who are in charge, and they are no better than the problems they talk about. Oh, well, what a voter turnout like a high school class election. Here's the sad part of the voter turnout. One, I think you'll double voter turnout when you get that aligned with the state election. But uh, that was actually just about as many people voted in Clarksburg as Morgantown, and in Morgantown has significantly more registered voters. All right, that's all the time I have for today. We're back tomorrow morning, 9.06. Follow the news of the day over at the website, wdvmetronews.com. I thank Luke Wigg. My thanks to Luke Wiggs this morning. Hoppy Kirchival is next.